Welcome back on to the Backstretch. Park it and let's chat a little NASCAR for a little bit. I'm Heather Williams, sports reporter and anchor at WCYB in Bristol, Tennessee, and Virginia. And what a great start to the season we've had so far, right? Three races, three different winners, three different kinds of tracks. Lots of different guys finishing in the top 10. It's really been everything that NASCAR could have wanted to start the season, especially with the new car. Good news is, too, is that fans seem to be enjoying it. Tennis is up at the racetracks. The ratings are up for TV. So all in all, it's been a really good start to the year. So here's the pressing question. Even though we've had three different winners, two of them have been from Hendrick Motorsports and one of them has been Kyle Larson, has Hendrick Motorsports still got a grasp on the competition? Have they still been able to outclass everyone even as we've switched to a new car? That's the real question, right? We will see as we now go to a short track this week at Phoenix and we start going to a couple of more different tracks. We've got Bristol Dirt coming up here in about a month and a half really just how much ahead of the competition Hendrick Motorsports is or isn't. The other great question, the other thing that's fascinating to me as we head into this fourth week of competition is, what in the world is wrong with Denny Hamlin? Now, I know he's had some bad luck, but he's also making uncharacteristic mistakes for him and his team. One of his strengths and one of the things many drivers have told me as I talked to him this season is to be competitive in this new car, you have to be able to make fewer mistakes in your competition. The guy who makes the least amount of mistakes is probably going to be the guy that ends up in victory lane. And that has not been Denny Hamlin this year, which is unusual for him. He sits 30th in the points as we head to Phoenix, which is a good track for him. But he desperately needs a win or at least a top 10 finish if he really wants to keep pace with the Kyle Larson's, the Alex Bowman, who are already out to a red hot start. So with that in mind, let's rev things up and start with Chris. We are joined, as always, by our crew chief, Chris Carrier, who also happens to be the crew chief for the number 75 Food Country Truck in the Camping World Truck Series. Chris, another weekend, another win for Hendrick Motorsports. This time, it's Alex Bowman. Everybody looks at Chase Elliott as the other top driver at HMS, but are we overlooking Bowman? Well, uh, they said right after the race, uh, he won the race. They said uh, some, a staff that, you know, Kyle Larson won umpteen races last year, and then Bowman was next, like in the last... X number of races, uh, you know, he does it, um, he does it so quietly, you know, it seems like he does it without any fanfare and nobody really, you know, like it's, it's almost like he slips it in and, and nobody's watching, you know, but he wins races and he does a lot of really good things. And I, you know, I, I met the young man and was around him this probably 10 years ago. And, um, you know, he was just saying that same way. He was just like, Real quiet, no, no fanfare, no big, uh, no big deal, and his career kind of went along uh, sort of slowly there for a while, and then he got a break and got in the 48 car, and you know he, in my mind, he, I think he's overachieved a little bit, to be quite honest with you, and uh, you know he just seems to be a good young man. He's very clean cut, very, very just, just very kind of humble and very nonchalant and. And very matter-of-factly about it, it's just like, a okay, it's a day's work. It's no big deal. But uh, I tell you, he gets the job done. So to answer your question, yeah, I think we have overlooked Alex Bowman. I think we're not the only ones. I know I have. And, uh, you know, it's, isn't that Hendrick Carr? But still, you're, he's racing against the best in the world every week. 
and he's winning a lot of races and he doesn't tear a lot of stuff up. So they got to be pretty happy about that. Yeah, and while Hendrick Motorsports seems to have picked up right where they left off last season, Denny Hamlin seems to be oh. in a free fall. There is something oh. wrong with the 11 team. So is it just bad luck? Can they, no. I know it's just three races, but can they recover their 30th currently in points? I'll tell you, they're, uh, like you say, they're, they're in a, f a free fall going down, nose diving. And uh, yeah, it's a long season. Look, th there's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of experience. There's a lot of know-how. And he's got three teammates that two of the teammates ran very well this weekend. And one of them should have won the race without a last caution. But, uh, you know, it's, it's mental mistakes, Heather. It's just not, it's not crossing the T's and dotting the I's. When you go off pit road and you, you miss a shift, you shift up instead of down, it's, it's, it's either going to blow the motor up or blow the, the uh, transaxle and all the, the driveline stuff, brake stuff. It's, it's going to happen. Now, that can happen. Everybody makes mistakes, but this team has had some, you know, they've just, they've just had some basically mental letdowns. And uh, for a team of their caliber and a driver of their caliber, you know, it's kind of like I'm sure they're telling themselves this is unacceptable. We got to do better than this. Uh, again, it's a long season. They are in, you know, learning stages of a brand new car that about everything is different, what they've been doing. Um, that's hard. I think, I, th I think it's more hard probably on a veteran than it is a younger guy. So, uh, but they're, they're going to have to, they're going to have to like get all their stuff in their sock, in one sock and go forward and start rowing that boat forward instead of sinking or running into the bank or, you know, their, their season might go like down the tubes pretty quick. All right, let's look ahead to Phoenix. First official mm -hmm. short track of the next-gen car. What can we look forward to seeing on the track this weekend? Uh, I'm, I'm going to be looking toward, uh, you know, like some things like how, how well the brakes perform, you know, if there's any issues with braking problems or whatever. Some of the other things that are, that are really hard at a short track, like, a, you know, in the off-season and testing, so they had a lot of the issues with steering. You know, it's a rack and pinion steering and the servo and everything that, that's there. They had some issues. Uh, also, some parts that have Found, they kind of found the weak spots, the weak parts, uh, weak links in some of the uh, some of the suspension parts. And you know, at Phoenix, you're you're going to rub the ball. It's going to happen, and you're going to rub other people. So we'll see if all that, how you know, what kind of tires, how well the tires hold up, and so on and so forth. I tell you what, though, I think the racing is going to be good. I expect the racing to be really good. I expect it to be really entertaining. Uh, Phoenix is, uh, you know, one other thing is like when they come off the uh, banking there past the start-finish line before they go down to turn one and they you know, run plumb down into the infield, you know, and you think they're going to hit the hot dog stand or whatever. That's really rough, okay? So these cars have a very tight clearance in, in ground clearance, and what rubs down there is not good to hit the ground. So I, I'm interested to see how if that, if that situation will change any, if they'll use that less or the same or just deal with it or whatever. I think that's going to be, um, I think it may, may end up being an issue. Joining us now is Martin Turek Jr., driver of the number 19 Toyota for Joe Gibbs Racing. First of all, thanks for your time, Martin. You're welcome. Uh, let's start with this. You've been around the sport a while now. We're making the transition to the next gen car. We've got a, a handful of races under our belt. What's been your impression through races plus a few exhibition races uh it's been fun honestly i mean i've enjoyed it and um have been uh just trying to learn you know we've just been trying to learn uh, as much as we can and, and figuring this thing out and 
uh, it's been a real challenge, honestly. I, I think that uh, the races have been really good and exciting, and the fans are happy about that, so that's great. And, you know, for us, um, I've enjoyed driving the car. It's been, uh, it's been a real challenge. It's been pretty hard to drive, which I like. And, um, you know, we've been pretty fast. We've just had a little bit of rough luck. Um, it's, it's, you know, you always try to start off the season with some momentum, and I feel like we're doing that. Well, that kind of leads to my next question. It's interesting you brought that up. It seemed to me like the Toyota struggled a little bit in Fontana, but what luck? Because you, the, the finishes didn't really show up, but during the race, it seemed like you were all kind of running in the pack between 15 and 20, but then everybody kind of jumped up there at the end. Was that more luck or was that a little bit of struggle or a little bit of both? Uh, a little bit of both. You know, we um, felt like we had a really strong car. I think we got up to fourth or fifth there pretty early in the race. and. Um, I got in the fence and bent the right front suspension like lap 50. And, and honestly, after that, it was a struggle for the rest of the day. Um, just being crazy tight, but, uh, you know, to come home 13th still, yeah, we just, you know, we didn't beat ourselves from there on. We just, um, you know, tried to do the best we could with it and soldiered on. And obviously some guys had some issues, so, um, took advantage of that, but I felt like we had good speed, uh, you know, obviously driving from, I think we qualified 12th, which felt like we could have done a lot better than that. Um, but, you know, to run up through the field and get up in the top four or five there pretty quick, I was happy. And just I just made a bad bad decision racing in traffic, got behind somebody and got tight and then got sideways and hit the wall. So I, I tested out the suspension durability already of the new car. Um, and, you know, we bent the lower right front A-frame. So that was uh, – that kind of ruined our day. But, again, we soldiered on and fought through it. And it was nice to get a decent finish out of a bad day like that. How much of this early on with the next gen car is going to be the guys that make the most that make the fewest mistakes? Because I've talked to a lot of drivers, they all say it's terrible to drive, which is a good thing. But um, people are making a lot more mistakes as well. How much is going to be minimizing mistakes to run well? Well, early on, that's a big part of it, I think. And um, you know, we've seen that last week certainly at California. You know, obviously Daytona is its own its own animal, and um, you know a lot of us had trouble there. So, uh, yeah, minimize mistakes is always important early in the year, but obviously with the new carts, it's, it's an even bigger deal because there's so much new about this thing that we don't know. We don't understand yet. And we're all kind of searching and we don't have a lot of practice. You know, it's, you're kind of, you come to the racetrack, you kind of throw a Hail Mary on what you think it's going to do. And you hope you're close when practice starts because you don't have a whole lot of time to work on it. So, um, our guys have done a good job. And, you know, like I said, uh, California, you know, we had, pretty good speed so I was happy about that it's something we can work with and uh, we'll keep working on that as you've gotten deep into your, deeper into your career what surprised you the most the sport as a guy who was a short track guy but you didn't couldn't for a long time get a win on a short track at the cup series it seemed like you ran well but had bad luck and you developed into a guy who was a great uh road course driver you were really good on the mile and a half so what surprised you most about the way your careers kind of are I don't know I mean it I don't know that anything's really surprised me that much. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, obviously feel very lucky, very fortunate to, to be with a great team and, and have great people around me. And, um, you know, the support from Bass Pro Shops over the years is something that, that I'm really, really proud of. And, and without that, I, you know, wouldn't have become a, a cup champion. So, you know, I guess the biggest thing is just, uh, you know, I've, I've had a lot of fun. I've been really lucky to win a lot of races and, um, you know, if you would have told me that when I first moved to North Carolina that I'd win 31 cup races and win a championship, you know, I would have probably thought you were crazy. So I, I've been very lucky. It's been a lot of fun. I've been blessed and, um, you know, I look forward to trying to keep, uh, keep the wins coming, hopefully. 
So do you have goals here as you head into, uh, I guess, probably the second half of your career? Because you're still pretty young, even though you're one of the older guys in the garage area. Um, do you have goals, benchmarks, or are you just out there going to win as many races as you can and see what happens? Yeah, you know, I think for, for where we're at, our team, um, you know, obviously every year it's win races and try to make the final four. I mean, that's kind of what we look look forward to doing. And, and once you've done that a few times and once you've won a championship, you really don't settle for anything less. And, you know, that's kind of the, the mindset of our team and, and the work ethic it, that, that it takes to get there. So, um, you know, again, I, I feel great about our, our team. Our, we got a great bunch of guys and, um, you know, we I feel like we're going to have a good year, but, you know, a lot can happen. So we got to keep our heads down and keep working hard. But, um, you know, second again last year in the championship stings a little bit. That's, you know, two out of the last three years. So uh, hopefully we can get back to that final four and, and get another spot. Does it make it any tougher that two of the biggest competitors for the championship are within your own organization? Um, and <laughs> eventually three if, if luck turns a little bit for Christopher. But, I mean, Kyle and Denny are two of the biggest competitors for the championship. Yeah, for sure. No question. I think, you know, it, it depends on how you look at it. You know, I think that's part of what makes us so strong uh, is working together as a team and, and developing our cars and, you know, giving the right input back to the guys that, that build these things and make them go fast. So I think we're, we, we all push each other. We all want to be, you know, the top guy. So we all push each other to be better. And then that elevates the whole program. It elevates all of our programs. And, um, you know, it's been, it's been honestly a lot of fun. So, um, I enjoy working with all those guys and we have a great relationship off the racetrack. Uh, one final thing I wanted to ask you before you went, I watched the, the thing that Tom Rinaldi did pre Daytona. And I mean, I ball, first of all, I love Tom Rinaldi, but second of all, your story with Sherry is so amazing. What keeps you going though, in, in, in your charity work? I mean, it'd be so hard to, to focus on her and her struggle and just her, what keeps you guys going as a couple in all the charity work you do uh, for, uh, for cancer research? Uh, you know, honestly, it's, it's just become part of our life and, and who we are and what we do. Um, you know, honestly, I think, you know, for Sherry, it's probably a lot, a lot more difficult, you know, just having to deal with all that. But, you know, I think just the way she does it and how much she wants to help others so they don't have to, go through it like she has is really what tells the story about the kind of person she is. And, and, you know, um, you know, when we started our foundation, Oh, six, Oh seven, whatever, we just, we wanted to, you know, we felt like we were very lucky. We wanted to give back and help people as much as we could. And it was crazy that we, we ended up going down the, the pediatric cancer path because for whatever reason, it, it just felt like that was the right place for us. And, and then, you know, you fast forward a couple of years later, she gets, diagnosed with cancer it's just weird how how that all kind of came together played out and, and and happened um but now for her to be going through what she is and and still devoting so much time and energy to helping women and helping you know these kids and their families and all that it's it's really impressive so i mean i'm uh i'm happy to be a part of that and proud to be a part of that and, and doing my part and, and helping as well so also this week, since I'm based here in Bristol, Bristol Motor Speedway made a big announcement about their race on Easter Sunday. They're going to have an Easter kind of, I don't know if you call it church service or revival, but a great big religious celebration for NASCAR fans that are coming to the track on Easter. We know most NASCAR fans are Christians. So I think this is a great idea for Bristol Motor Speedway to do because I think especially here in Bristol, a lot of the apprehension about going to the race was it was on Easter and you were going to miss that 
Easter service. If you wanted to get out there early and really enjoy the day and really be able to park and tailgate or do the things that you'd like to do at the track. So this is a great idea for Bristol Motor Speedway. The other thing that they talked about in this press conference is the status of the dirt and the things that might be a little different this year. So here's what they had to say about that. We, we started putting the dirt in as soon as the light show was over. Uh, naturally, like last year, uh, you know, we were, we were sourcing the dirt. We didn't have to go far this time. We stored the dirt from last year on site, which made it a, a much easier process to get the dirt in place and get it shaped up for, for what's to come. So it's been a, a busy spring or winter, I guess you would say. And, and we've been blessed with some great weather to be able to get the dirt in a lot quicker than last year. And we've got a racetrack right now that's ready to race on. Uh, we're, we're probably two weeks ahead of schedule from where we thought we would be and and getting ready to have those dirt events prior to the the Food City night race. We actually did change the profile of the racetrack. We talked to a few of the drivers, um, actually some of the guys that were more versed in the dirt world about the changes that we were proposing to make to the surface and the design of the track. So we we actually have a, a progressive bank track now in the dirt. It's, it's actually goes since last year, it was a straight grade. Uh, this year, we're actually steeper at the top than we are at the bottom with a, a bowl in the middle, so to speak. Um, talking with several of the drivers, they felt like that would make much better racing, make the track much better, make, make all lanes come in a lot easier and make the racing you know, a lot better show for us this fall. Um, as far as the dirt test, um, it fell in a, a bad time. We were scheduled to be there. They rescheduled, so we did not make that trip, but we did have conversations with NASCAR and the driver that was there about what happened post that test. This week, though, Phoenix, the first short track of the season, if you don't count the Coliseum, which I really don't because that was a super short track. We don't run those kind of races in the regular season for points. So this is going to be interesting because Phoenix is not your typical short track. It's part short track, part intermediate track. It's super flat, unlike Bristol that has the bankings or even Martinsville that is a little bit shorter, a little bit different. Uh, really more like the Coliseum than Phoenix. But I think it's going to give us a really good idea of what the racing on the short tracks are going to be like. And from all the drivers I talked to, they think short tracks is where the next-gen car is really going to make its name. This is really where this car is going to shine. That's true. Based on what we've seen the first three weeks, watch out because this week's going to be fantastic. Can't wait to see it. Hope you'll watch. Hope you'll join us again next week on the backstretch.